Welcome back to part three of Winston's Journal Gets an MTV Award, where we talk about everything 1984, the book, not the identification of HIV or James Huberty walking into a McDonald's in California and opening gunfire, killing 21 and injuring 19 until he was finally shot and killed. We are your hosts, Sarah, Charles, and Bob, and we are thankful for you tuning in to listen to us. Since the beginning of the book, the reader has seen Winston's hatred grow considerably towards the party and Big Brother. In part three, the reader sees Winston as he goes through trials and tribulations in the Ministry of Love. This all happens after he is caught sleeping with Julia. It's here that Winston sees O'Brien as he truly is, a member of the inner party. The Brotherhood was a fiction. This goes to show how Winston is not a good perspective for the reader to get a full scope on the world as a whole. I mean, yeah, I see your point, Court. I mean, from Winston's viewpoint, the world is different from what is later revealed to us. I mean, really, we see that, like, Winston, he has a view of the world throughout the book. And then we're thinking, yeah, there's this Brotherhood and Goldstein and Goldsteinism and everything, and it's all just amazing and great, but in the end, we are truly shown that the world is not what Winston has been showing us. This shows the fallibility of his narration. It shows that Winston is an unreliable source. The world we know from Winston might be different from the world that really exists within 1984. Yeah, I mean, we don't know all the details as a reader, but for example... The reader doesn't know how long Winston is actually in the Ministry of Love, whether it was a week or maybe months. We also see Winston question his reliability on Rutherford, Aronson, and Jones, whether that whole thing he witnessed actually happened or not. But this gives the reader a feeling of uncertainty that is shared by Winston about the duration of that time. I mean, yeah, it's interesting because Winston's uncertainty for the duration in which he was in the Ministry of Love, really is like showing that we don't know because he doesn't know. And that's supposed to bring, give the reader like empathy toward Winston. It shows that how Winston's perspective really is, uh, is a literary device, no matter how fickle it seems. Yeah, those are great points, guys. I want to touch up on another major change in Winston's perspective. We see change in how he feels about Julia. When Winston first meets her, they grow to become very close to one another and present an obvious affection towards each other. They meet in a secret room where they believe they are safe from a telescreen and talk. Winston explains to Julia that he will never betray her no matter what happens if they get caught. However, after the two are caught by the Thought Police, in this exact room, they are split up and neither knows what happens to the other. In what the reader is thought to believe is Winston's final moments in the Ministry of Love, the readers see Winston in room 101. Here, O'Brien presents Winston with his worst fear, rats. He threatens Winston with the rats and says that they will burrow through his cheeks and he eat his tongue and eventually the rest of his face. Out of the fear for his life, Winston blurts out, do it to Julia. This is what saves him. You're right, Sarah. This really goes to prove how the party is able to change not only what Winston believes, but also completely change how he feels, as well as all his emotions. 
O'Brien was able to break the promise that Winston made to Julia. The readers have proof of this when Winston finally sees Julia in public and follows her to a safe place. Julia and Winston exchange a few words and admit that they both betrayed each other. Julia goes to say that she tried to convince herself that she didn't mean what she said, but she has accepted that in that moment, she really did, and because of that, she no longer sees Winston the same. Winston agrees, and they both go on with their lives. The book also cuts right from the Ministry of Love to the Chestnut Tree, the cafe that Winston went to a few times, showing that we as a reader do not know what happened in between his release and then, but also might mean Winston himself doesn't know. It shows how after his torture, Winston really is a broken man, a hollowed-out shell of his former self. All his past aspirations are dead, his soul crushed underneath the weight of the party, which really just shows how, like, through his perspective, through Winston's broken perspective, we see a broken man. His perspective gives context to the story, not only through what he shows us, but it's also through what he doesn't show us. We also see his perspective in flashing between memories. Um, he's probably as fast and as flashy with his actions as the book portrays. His thoughts moving from one subject to another, the reader sees how the party has invaded his mind and given him self-doubt. We see within the last few pages, as Winston struggles with his conflict of mind between his rebellious nature and his newfound compliance to the party. Winston has a flashback at the end of the book, walking down the white-tiled hallway in the Ministry of Love, with a soldier pointing a gun at, at his back. The flashback helped Winston understand what Big Brother really is, and that Winston has finally overcome himself and now loves Big Brother. Thus we see how Winston's perspective is one of change. Whether it is fear in the beginning of Section 3, or a brainwashed mind by the end of the novel, the reader sees a mind that is broken and remolded. And it is through this perspective that the book shows its true meaning. Anyone can be changed to establish and keep power, even their minds. This is the point of the book, is that it's a warning against government that is too strong. But then once you cross that point, you can never go back. Thus, we as a reader are warned to rebel against any government that is tyrannical. That's pretty cool. Anyway... This has been Winston's Journal Gets an MTV Award. Thank you for tuning in to listen to us, and sorry that Kyle Lita Joyner isn't here today. He had to take a leave of absence. Dude, that his, his wife is having a baby. <laughs> wow. Young love. Okay. Well, that's all. Go away now.